uh, you know, that was just something that as a kid, it was always, you know, you pass it around one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And now as an adult, I'm living in a household where sometimes one kid at one side of the table will be like, hey, can you pass me a roll? And the kid at the other end of the table throws it at him. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, when did we turn into apes? But Those are two great ones. Because I, 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 when this happens, I recognize that I'm doing it and I'm not pleased with myself, but it happens like Ooh. so quickly of extending over and reaching for something. And my right. armpit is like aimed directly at somebody's beverage or meal. Right. And I'm like, oh, that is so gross. I mean, because that would kind of disgust me a little bit if someone was reaching right. over. Well, and I think that's, again, one of those where it's kind of on a person-by-person basis. Yeah. Like, if I had been hanging out with you all day and I'm like, oh, Thomas has been working out and he's been working outside and he's been doing a bunch of stuff. He hasn't showered. And I know he hasn't showered because yeah. we're all just sitting down for a meal. And then I see the armpit as you're reaching out and, you know, maybe you got a, a, a higher sleeve cutoff shirt going. I was just thinking that. Yeah. And, you know, all of those things combined, yeah. the thought process is I don't know if I want his particular brand of tea in my cup. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's made worse if you have long armpit hair. Probably Which is so. why I advocate for trimming your armpit hair on a regular basis. You don't have Same. to shave it off, just a trim. Yeah, why not? Exactly. Thank you, sir. We got that out of the way. Uh, this is a re- response to uh, some of the table manners that Fox News brought up of rules that adults break on a pretty regular basis at the table, like elbows on the table, using bread as a sponge to clean up juices on your plate. And actually, Nidja, I'm going to bring you back in the conversation yeah. with this one. I don't know if you got to go over WBEV. But that one bugs me the most. So the others on this were cutting up your food all at once before you start eating, hogging the conversation, using your phone at the table during a meal, mm-hmm. and eating before everyone else starts. That is one's like right when you get your plate, start eating. Like yeah. that, Everyone seems to do that. Yeah. And the I'm, phone thing, too. I'm a fan of eating, especially as a family. Eat yeah. together. Right. Phone thing, I agree. The bread is a sponge thing, though. Like, sometimes that's a necessity. Uh, that's, a, that's a very practical that thing. That could be a feature of the meal. A- exactly. Like, especially if you have a soup. I think it's insulting not to sop up all the extra broth. I agree. Absolutely. That one should have been pulled right out of there. So, yeah, you know, this list is a little little strange. But in yeah. cutting up all your food all at once before you start eating, like, I totally understand that. You want everything already laid out. You want your bite-sized pieces. You want to keep eating. You don't want to work during your meal. I agree. Why is that an issue? It shouldn't be. No. Okay, I'm so glad I brought you back in the combo (laughs) combo for that. Thank you. That was Ninja. You can always get a check of news on dailydodge.com. We are going to head over to the trifecta. Three trending stories that have made the news in the last, eh, like, 24-ish hours. If it's interesting, interesting, entertaining, entertaining, or extra wacky, you're having a psychotic episode. That automatically puts me in charge. You'll hear it right here. It's the Morning Trifecta from 95X. Yes, it is Trifecta time. And our first story has to deal with artificial intelligence. Big surprise. Deep fakes are a result of artificial intelligence somewhat. A deep fake is an image that looks like somebody, but it's not them. But you can make this image do almost whatever you want. Do and say. And it's a growing problem. And it's made worse by the fact that it's so difficult for us as humans to recognize what is real and what is fake. 
Well, a new provocative study claims that our brains can subconsciously detect deepfakes even if our conscious minds are deceived. This research was conducted by a team from the University of Sydney, and the findings indicate that subjects' brains, which were being monitored using EEG machines, were successfully able to detect deepfakes 54% of the time. Now, that may seem a little low, but an earlier group was asked to verbally identify the same deepfakes, and their success rate was only 37%. So that's a 17% difference. Although more research is, let's be honest, needed, the findings do um, persuade a time of maybe leveraging tech to increase the processing power of our own brains by identifying knowledge we're not even consciously aware of. Now, there's a lot to unpack there, because that probably means implanting a microchip in our brain, and we're not using the microchip to artificially boost our intelligence so much as unlocking the intelligence that's already there. And that's a scary slope, in my view of things, because how can you tell the difference of what is artificially being implanted in your mind and what you already know is simply being uncovered by the AI. That's way too deep of a conversation to have this early in the morning, but it is kind of an interesting story. This one, though, really shocked me. German automaker BMW wants you to spend $18 a month to keep your heated seat subscription. That's right subscription in your vehicle that you've already purchased. As spotted by The Verge and yet another consumer-hostile choice in the high-end auto space. Now, if you're a gamer, if I say the word microtransaction, you're probably bristling all over right now. If you're not a gamer, a microtransaction is after you buy the game. So let's say you buy the game, the video game you wanted to play, let's say it was $70. You play the game, and now if you want additional material inside the game you already purchased, you have to pay more to unlock that material. People hate microtransactions. They've been a huge bane of video game existence made worse in the last decade. And now that feature seems to be coming to the automotive industry. Now, to be clear, consumers can access the feature as the seats already have like the butt warmers and whatnot installed, but it's blocked until owners pay that subscription to remove said block to keep your buns nice and toasty. That's not all. BMW is also paywalling other basic features like heated steering wheels for a whopping $12 a month. And if you want to keep the recordings from your BMW cameras... That's another $235. I'm not sure if that's every month. I don't know who would want to pay that, but this is not the first time BMW has tried to pull this stunt. They tried to uh, charge their customers $80 a year to enable Apple CarPlay and Android Auto features that were considered standard in most other cars, especially at this price range. So that is a scary trend to keep an eye out for. And a huge acquisition was made by Nintendo. They've acquired the CG production team Dynamo Pictures and plan to rename it Nintendo Pictures. The new subsidiary will focus on development of visual content 
utilizing Nintendo IP. So this could be like a new Pokemon show or something about Kirby or uh, maybe Snake from Metal Gear Solid. We will see. But Nintendo certainly gearing up for significant cinematic releases in years like that Super Mario Brothers movie starring Chris Pratt. Uh, we could probably stop production on that film right now. There's no way it's going to turn out as what any fan of the series would want to see. And that is your trifecta. It's brought to us, as always, by J&L Tire, locations in Johnson Creek and Watertown. We have our Kickin' It Classic coming up, but for the sake of time, we are going to play that after we talk with Jennifer next about what's happening in the weather world. Wake up with 95X. Give it up. All morning. Every morning. All morning. All morning. Get me up. Every morning. They definitely get me through the work week. They have the best morning show. Today's best music. 95X. 6.46 and 32 seconds here on the 95X Morning Show. Good morning. And we say good morning to our favorite person in the morning to talk to at 6.45. Talking about Jennifer. What's going on? You know, just living living the dream or the nightmare. I haven't really decided which it is. Okay. It might be both. Hey, do you have those? Do you have dreams that kind of like almost turn into a nightmare and then are still kind of dreamlike? Like, like when I'm sleeping, you mean? Yeah, like you got a dream and it's very pleasurable. You're enjoying it. Even it takes a dark turn, even kind of lightens up again. I can imagine so. I, nothing's coming to mind for what I remember, but I mean, I only have like a few few dreams that I can remember, but um, yeah, I, I know waking up, sometimes I'll wake up, I'll be like, what in the world was that? <laughs> those things. My dreams are very odd. I, I think those are the worst kind. Like, I can take... And it always... Go ahead. No, no, no. Please continue. No, and I don't know if it's the same way for you, but for me, it also depends on how I'm sleeping. So, like, I'll have weird, like, very strange dreams if I'm just sleeping on my back. Because I don't sleep on my back ordinarily, mm. but sometimes sometimes I will be that way. And if I'm sleeping on my back, I have very strange dreams. But I usually sleep on, like, my side stomach, huh. um, like side and stomach kind of, and it's not as odd that way. That's really interesting. I've never heard of that before, of, like, what position you're sleeping in, how that impacts your dreams and your sleep. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, your sleep, like yeah, but, like, the dreams you have. Yeah. But I, I think it's worse to have, like, I'm okay having a straight nightmare. I think that that works better for me. But when it takes a turn and suddenly I got, like, five flavors of ice cream kind of mixed up together, those are the <laughs> dreams that stick with me the longest. Sure. I can see that. Totally understand that. They just come out of nowhere. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's dreams, I guess. Uh, weather-wise, today is kind of a dreamy day, Jennifer. This is a beautiful day in the forecast, but looking forward to today because it looked like it was going to be sun all day long. And we walked out yesterday. It was supposed to be overcast, and actually we got quite a bit of sun. But uh, looking ahead to tonight and the weekend, we're seeing a lot of possible thunderstorms in the forecast. Yeah, so uh, definitely today would be one to take advantage of. Like you said, it's a beautiful day, mostly sunny skies, highs getting up right around about the upper 70s, even slightly below average as we should be in the low 80s instead. 
Tonight, we do have a slight chance for showers and storms coming in in the late overnight hours with increasing cloud cover. Overnight lows around about 57. We definitely do need the rain, so we're looking at a chance for showers and thunderstorms here for your Friday. Mainly, it looks like for the first half of the day, pretty decent chance here for tomorrow as well with cloudy skies. High around about 76 degrees, 83 though to start out the weekend on Saturday. Slight chance for showers and thunderstorms. Sunday, slight chance for rain and storms. Blend of clouds and sunshine develops high of 82. Then on Monday, mostly sunny, high around about 86 degrees. A meteorologist, Jennifer Wuchitsky. I think I've asked you this. Are, are you a tea drinker mm-hmm. at all? A tea drinker? Yeah. I am drinking some right now. Oh, what flavor of tea? Uh, it's a pomegranate pomegranate tea. Is it, is it a black tea or like a green tea base? It's a, like a black tea. Oh. I don't like green tea, unfortunately. Mm. I know it's supposed to be really good for you, but I, I just, ugh, nope. It, it's a little grassy. It's like uh, grass clippings in your in your water. I, I totally get that. Um, do you enjoy the fruitier flavors of tea then? Not usually. Um, the this like this is basically like black tea with like the smallest hint of like a flavor, um, and it's almost too much for me. But I, I tend to like it. Like this is base, just basically like black tea or this tea is the only type I, I'll drink. That is something that can get so wrong so very quickly. I've had some teas that are, like, fruity-flavored, and the fruit was, like, potpourri almost. Like, it was too yeah. it was way too strong. And I, I hate fruit-flavored coffee. Fruit-flavored tea, though, like, it's it's a hit or miss. You never really know. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. And for me, in the times that I've had it, like you said, it's kind of like a potpourri, or to me it's, like, like fake-tasting. Like, it doesn't taste like, you know, like, like an orange or something or mm. whatever you would put in it. Yeah. Well, uh, dreams and tea. I'm enjoying our uh, talk so far, but we're going to have to pick this up a little bit later, and we'll have five random facts on the way. We also have some Elton John-related trivia, Jennifer. Oh, all right. Sounds good to me. That is coming up. Thank you so much, Jennifer, with a check of the weather. And we mentioned that there is that chance for storms over the weekend, but uh, hopefully they do not happen on Saturday, because at the Dodge County Fairgrounds, the Fair Food Festival is happening from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. This is so exciting. Lots of your favorite tasty treats, fair foods, and an assortment of food carts will be at the fairgrounds. This is scheduled rain or shine monthly throughout the summer. They have a variety of new vendors. They got picnic tables, shelters up there, live music so you can enjoy all your favorites while listening to tunes. They also have a bounce house and a petting zoo by Glacier Rock Farms, and also face painting. And that's provided by Life's a Party Face Painting. You can find out more about the Fair Food Festival on the events page at dailydodge.com, brought to us by Metalcraft of Mayville. Our next broad fry is tomorrow, 617 Washington Street. That's the site of Surefire in Horicon. Our broad fry is from 11 until 1, a brought in a beverage for just $1.50. StreamingDillyDodge.com. Okay, so we've got our first kick into classic coming up right after Wade hops in here with a check of sports. We are celebrating, there you are, we are celebrating the birthday of Andy Newmark today, born in 1950. He was an American Sessions drummer. He's played with quite a few artists including Badfinger, Roxy Music, Eric Clapton, David Bowie, John Lennon, and Pink Floyd. But before that, he was probably best known as the drummer for Sly and the Family Stone. So we're going back a little ways to the 1970s 
for I Want to Take You Higher. But that's coming up only after Wade gives us a check of sports. Noah Garretson's two-run double in the bottom of the sixth. The lifted Wapons American Legion baseball team passed Beaver Dam post 146 wide construction 6-4 Wednesday night at Gus Thompson Field. Garretson finished the day two for four with three RBI. Evan Sauer added a double and a couple of runs drove in as well. Uh, Boston Damon paced BD's offensive attack going two for four with a double and an RBI. Mason Hole struck out 12 in seven innings to pick up the complete game win. Nate Tisdale Gave up six runs and six hits and six innings to get hung with the loss. Wapan will travel to Oshkosh tonight. Beaver Dam hosts Jackson Monday night. You can watch the Beaver Dam game on Daily Dodge TV. The Watertown Legion squad in Stevens Point this weekend for a tournament that runs through Sunday. Jose Miranda's three-run walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth off of Josh Hader earned Minnesota. A quick two-game series split with the Brewers with a 4-1 win yesterday afternoon. Jace Peterson's solo blast in the third was the crew's only offense of the game. Brewers open up a four-game weekend set in San Francisco tonight. A couple of all-stars on the hill tonight as Corbin Burns faces Carlos Radon. Coverage begins at 8-10 on 14-30 WBEV. The National League Central, everyone lost. Pittsburgh falls to Miami 5-4-10. and The Reds lose to the Yankees 7-6. St. Louis was beaten by the Dodgers 7-6 and the Cubs. We're 7-1 losers to the Orioles. Sandro Mamukalashvili scored 18 points. Rookie Marjan Beauchamp added 15. The Bucks took down the Timberwolves 87-75 in the Vegas Summer League on Wednesday. Bucks will face Dallas tonight. Milwaukee also re-signed Pat Connaughton to a three-year contract extension. Packers are less than two weeks away from training camp opening up. Edge rusher Rashawn Gary hopes to build off a strong 2021 season. What does Gary look forward to most uh, when training camp opens up? Come together, man. Come together as a team and understand our goals. And just to know the man by you, understand why he's playing, man. Just understand it's a long season, 18-plus game, especially where we want to get and especially where we want to go. So... You just let them know, just coming together as a team and you know, putting together the pieces the best way we can. You go away, everybody responsible for making themselves better and coming back and putting together the pieces right now. So just putting together the pieces so we can come together with this Super Bowl team. Training camp in Titletown opens up on July 27th. The 150th British Open is underway at St. Andrews. American Colin Morikawa is the defending champion. That is your DailyDodge.com sports update. I'm Wade Bates. Just after 7.10 on the 95X Morning Show, little Frank Ocean. And uh, streamingdailydodge.com is where we are streaming right now at this moment. Semi-live or so. Big shout out to the star of the morning show talking about Sherry. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm loving the denim jacket. Uh, Thank you. I have a dress on underneath it, which you can't see. Oh, I did not know. Um, you have some interesting music choices this morning, Thomas. Are Why you in not? a certain kind of mood? I don't know. Like, I tried sleeping last night because my schedule is all kind of out of whack. I got to get up at 3.30. So I try to go to bed around 9, maybe 9.30. Mm-hmm. And I'm lucky to get, like, around five hours of sleep. I was in my bed for maybe two hours just trying, trying to sleep. So are you trying to put yourself to sleep with the music you're playing? Is it working? I don't know. Is it? That's what? That's sleep inducing? That last song was. That's a sweet song. Frank Ocean's a star. 
I was feeling sleepy. Um, what's oh, going I'm on sorry. with your face there? Jeez. What's going on with your face? You talking about me shaving or the giant pimple on my face? No, the shaving. No, no, you want to talk about the pimple. I get no, it. No, the shaving. I know you love Dr. Pimple Popper. Um, for anyone out there who cares, Thomas decided to go with a mustache. And only a mustache. So I thought, I thought, and I forgot about it this morning because, again, I was just trying to wake up and do my job of bringing a razor and Barbasol. And if you really hated the mustache, I was going to go and shave it off. But should I do so for tomorrow? We're not ready for that yet. You look like um, a soccer dad now. A so soccer congratulations. dad? Soccer dad, baseball dad, any kind of is dad. That a, is that a good look? You look like a dad. So that's a bad look then. You just aged yourself. With just the mustache? Yes. Are you serious? Yes. What? Sorry. So I got to shave it off now. I got to shave the stash to what you're telling me. Yeah. What you've got going on right now is not a preferred look. <laughs> I feel like I'm like part of an indie pop band. Is that what you're going Listen for? Listen to my group. Yeah, we're part of Sugar Pop Records. It's going to be great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I love Portugal the man. All right, Thomas. <laughs> Uh, this works for that, doesn't it? Could for that character? Sure. Fine, I'll shave the mustache. Jeez. Sure. I like having it here just in case I lose an eyebrow, but I can just strip it off and put it up there. Well, that's true. He's just split it in half. Um, thanks for all the artwork this morning. I hardly notice. What is this beautiful piece of artwork uh, posted facing your studio? Wherever you go, whatever you do, I will be right here waiting for you. Oh, that's so sweet. In a picture of 80s version of richard marks oh, i also noticed there's so a lucky. little headshot of richard marks by my mailbox did you yes. do that one as well oh that was not me no i can't take credit for that <sighs> i think i think one of our very own kale zomers was uh, in, in, incredibly impressed by your admiration for richard marks yesterday and thought it only befitting to frame it up for all to see that is the last time I'm going to tell anyone what I dislike. <laughs> because clearly I'm just going to be abused with it all week. I wouldn't call this abuse. I would call this love. Torture? Love in a very teasing, forward, fashionable way. Oh, fine. Whatever. Yeah? Yeah, should I do entertainment news this morning? No, we can talk about other things that are Richard Marks related. Nope. Um, Wait, so... stop. No, we're not ready. <sighs> What's happening in Hollywood? I am going to Hollywood. Movie stardom is just so hollow. Welcome to Hollywood. What's your dream? This is entertainment news from the 95X Morning Show. Okay, please continue. Okay. Top Gun Maverick has earned $601.9 million as of Tuesday night. That makes it the 12th biggest earner ever at the U.S. box office. It also overtook Titanic as Paramount's biggest hit in North America. Worldwide, Maverick has raked in nearly $1.2 billion, with a B, dollars. That is incredible. It's, I mean, the whole story, the fact that it surpassed Titanic even, yeah, says a lot. I don't know. There's something about it, though, that irritates me. I haven't seen it. What? Well, then how, what irritates it? Tom Cruise. Just the fact that it's a Tom Cruise movie, that's enough to irritate you? Yeah. So yeah. there's no separation of the artist and the art form for you? Uh, no. Okay. Not really. 
Um, if the Ukrainian people really want to stick it to Russia, there is a pretty amazing way they could do it. Um, the city of idea. Odessa has a statue of Russian leader Catherine the Great. But someone recently started a petition calling for it to be replaced with a monument to Billy Harrington, who's a gay porn star. In Ukraine, any petition signed by more than 25,000 people has to be considered by the president. And this one did get enough signatures. The, likely, <laughs> the likelihood of that happening is pretty slim. But oh, that's a shame. They're just, you know, poking the bear. Yeah. Just, just, just gives more steam to my idea of having the Peter Falk statue in Columbus. Oh, Lord, stop with That's that. Great too. idea. Thomas, this could be interesting to you if you have trouble again tonight. Um, if you use music to help yourself fall asleep, there's a new study that has determined the best songs to listen to. They even came up with a scientific formula to figure it all out. In a nutshell, the songs basically share qualities with lullabies like tempo and energy. Here is the top 10 in rock, pop, and hip hop. So uh, we've got number 10, Imagine, John Lennon. Mm. Number 9, Desperado by the Eagles. Uh, Every Breath You Take, The Police. It's very stalkerish that song. That's a that's a sleep inducing song. I don't know. I think it'll give me anxiety. Walk on the Wild Side, Lou Reed. The Load by Jackson wow. Brown. Wish You Were Here. Great song by Pink Floyd. Golden Slumbers Carry That Weight, The Beatles. Hmm. Mona Lisa's and Man Mad Hatters, Elton John. Going to California, Led Zeppelin. Hmm. And your song. Elton John. Elton John has two songs on that list. Hmm. I love Elton John. I, I guess he makes people fall asleep. That's what I'm getting from this article. I don't know. But he's making an appearance in our game today. You'll be happy to know. Elton John is? Yep. We're doing Candle in the Wind trivia. Oh, Lord. It's become a real thing. <laughs> yeah. I might have to leave. What? Are you like Elton John? Is there no way of pleasing you? I know, but Candle in the Wind trivia? It's not just Candle in the Wind, okay? Right. It's, it's oh. a different lyric, and you have to say if it's from an actual Elton John song, or if it's from a different artist, or if I just made it up. That's the game. That sounds like that's going to go down well. <laughs> There's um, no pleasing you. Netflix did, did not... Did you hear what she said about the mustache? She no. Said, she said, saying? I look like a soccer dad. <laughs> Which really? I, I'm supposed to take as an insult. Really, any sports dad. So all the soccer dads out there and baseball dads, including Brent Reed, who loves Little League, by the way. He doesn't have a mustache, though. Well, he can't grow one now, apparently. You've taken that away from him. What's the uh, the show everybody's been talking about, about the soccer coach? Ted Lasso? Yeah. It's got a very Ted Lasso look to it. <laughs> it does, indeed. It's not as thick, though. No. But, hey, give it time. Don't give it time. I mean, even this took a while. That needs to come off. I know. <laughs> fine, fine. Uh, uh, oh, do you want to shave it off tomorrow? Do you want to shave the mustache? Otherwise, I'll do it myself. But if Ooh, you want the, the I'd be afraid of, to cut you. That's think, a narrow area. It is a narrow area. It, it is. Wow. I trust you with a razor, though, which I really shouldn't. But mm. I mean. How many times have you annoyed her this week? That might really tell a you lot. if you should be trusting A yeah. lot. He's yeah. been on top of it. Come back with just a big band-aid on my <laughs> upper lip. Yep. <laughs> you could get All one of those little... band-aids that looks like a mustache, and uh, then you come full circle. No, I, no band-aids. You're going to have to use little pieces of tissue paper <laughs> on every cut. <laughs> I'm serious, though. Do I shave this off tomorrow, or do yeah. I wait for you to shave it? 
No, you shave it. I shave it? Yeah. Okay. I don't want to have to look at it when I get here tomorrow. Okay, fine. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Netflix announced yesterday that they're definitely rolling out an ad-supported subscription plan. Oh, that's not going to make people Uh. happy. And for some reason, they're teaming up with Microsoft to do it. There's still no word when it's happening, but Netflix told employees back in May that it could happen by the end of the year. Netflix said in a statement, quote, it's very early days and we have much to work through, but our long-term goal is clear. More choice for consumers and a premium, better-than-linear TV brand experience for advertisers. See, hmm. I'm torn on this because if they do it where you can save a significant money on the subscription and they only run an ad before or after a show, mm-hmm. I'd be okay with that. If they start putting them in the middle of shows like TV, I'm out. Well, isn't that what Hulu does? Unless you get the prescription or the subs- they 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 do. Free? They have like three or four ad breaks in yeah, a typical thirty and minute that show. That annoys me. Yeah, I stopped. I stopped watching. I was like, ah, this yeah. is pointless. If I want that, I'll watch regular TV. Right. It makes sense to put like two minutes before the show. Like, why would you put commercials at the end of the program? Like, you're already right. going to be done with it. Yeah, it already annoys me on things like YouTube when they put little ads in the middle of stuff, which is always at the most inopportune time. Yeah, and really to do it during a show, like at least with TV shows, like they film them with a natural break at points, knowing there'll be commercials. But a lot of these shows are now are built for binge watching. They're not built for these natural commercial breaks. Exactly. I mean, could you imagine for all you Stranger uh, Things fans, if in the middle of an episode, the climax of something big happening, they're like, "Oh, and now here's a commercial for Kit Kat bars." And, you know, some political representative. Mm, Kit Kats. Oh. Does that sound appealing to you, Sherry, of, of having, like, uh, a cheaper version of Netflix rather than paying the full price for it? Um, no, I mean, I don't want the commercials. I would probably pay whatever I needed to to not have the commercials because I have YouTube TV and you get commercials on there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. but, I, but I expect it. Yeah. I thought you didn't get commercials of YouTube TV. Yeah, you do. Is, yeah. is there two different? Because I thought there was one where you could like be a member of YouTube and not have ads pop up in the middle of your video. I don't know. Maybe they have an additional premium version. I hate that too. Yeah. But when you're, like you said, when you're on a streaming service where you're expecting it to just be the program you're watching, mm-hmm. yeah, that gets frustrating. That frustrates me on Hulu. That's why I won't watch movies on Hulu, because that pulls me right out. Just going to open the door for more and more stuff. Like, if anything, I would think it would be smarter for Netflix to, before your episode, show you a commercial for a Netflix project that they've got. Yeah. Another show that they're working on, or something else you might be interested in. Mm-hmm. That makes more sense. It's self-serving that way. Right. They need to do more of that, too. They need to advertise their shows a little bit better. Yeah, there's things that are on there that people don't even know are on there. That are phenomenal. Yeah. Moving along. Um, Love is Blind is a Netflix reality dating show where contestants meet and form connections and ultimately get engaged without overlaying eyes on each other. And according to one contestant, the conditions behind the scenes are awful and he's suing the show. Jeremy Hartwell was on season two and he says contestants are supplied with plenty of alcohol, but they're often denied food and water, keeping them drunk, starved and sleep deprived. 
All of that, plus the isolation, messes with their emotions and decision-making and makes them prone to emotional manipulation. He also claims they're paid less than minimum wage. Jeremy filed a class action suit and wants other contestants to join in. Ooh, I've never seen that show. Me either. But if that's really what's going on, that sounds awful. And stupid. Like, you'd think they would know better. And unethical, yeah. Ozzy Osbourne must be feeling better because he'll make his first appearance at Comic-Con next week in San Diego. He teamed up with well-known comic book creator Todd McFarlane to come out with a comic to go with his next album, Patient Number 9. They'll be together to debut the artwork and sign autographs. The album comes out September 9th, but you can pre-order the vinyl set that includes the limited edition comic book on Ozzy's website. Todd also designed an alternate album cover and directed the music video for the song Patient Number 9. Hmm. Interesting. Todd McFarlane, the creator of the Spawn series, right? Correct, yeah. Hmm. Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling's latest sweepstakes is a massive success, raising over $200,000 for charity and giving some lucky donors the opportunity of a lifetime. Sources connected to the fundraising efforts said Chris and Ryan raised $276,444 for Christopher's Haven, Inc., which is Evans' charity, which offers temporary low-cost housing for pediatric cancer patients and families while they receive treatment away from home in Boston. The two actors teamed up with Omaze to help raise money for the organization. Those who donated were entered into a drawing for the chance to get flown out to the premiere of their new movie, The Gray Man, for some serious movie star treatment. The winner selected was Lula H. and her daughter Mariah from Columbus, Ohio. The two will enjoy an all-expense-paid flight, four-star hotel stay, and will get to join Chris at the red carpet premiere of The Gray Man with plenty photo ops with Chris and Ryan, who both star in the movie. Anna DeArmas and Billy Bob Thornton are also in the movie, which drops July 22nd on Netflix. A lot of Netflix news today. That's pretty cool. I, I would totally sign up to hang out with Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling. Good right. Lord. Oh, absolutely. That is a delicious sandwich right there. <laughs> Which one's going to be on top? Which one's going to be on bottom of this metaphorical Oof. sandwich? Oof. That's a tough call. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Chris Evans has a prettier face, I think. Okay. I'm going to go with Chris on top. Yeah. See, I would have thought you'd want somebody so, really strong and sturdy on the bottom. But Ooh. we did see Ryan Gosling do that great lift uh, in, what was that movie he did? Crazy, Stupid, yes. Love? Yeah. Think, was that what it's called? I think that might have been it. Yeah. With Steve Carell? Yeah. So yeah, he looked, he's uh, definitely got some, some strength to him. So I guess you could really go either or then. Yeah. They both make great baseboards. Yes. Oh, man. My brother's listening right now. He just texted me. I think he's disgusted that I said something about a sandwich. <laughs> Man sandwich. <laughs> a manwich. Man-witch. Delicious. America <laughs> loves manwich. Exactly. I don't see the issue here. I don't either. Just being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I've got for entertainment news today. Excellent. Do we want to talk about more uh, more duos of famous actors we would like to have in a sandwich? <laughs> no, we're good. <laughs> Anybody else comes to mind here? Who would you pair with Denzel Washington? Oh. Is a good compliment for that that man witch. Do you base it on talent? Do you base it on looks? 
Mm. It's a very tough call. I almost feel like you need like a complete opposite temperament there. So maybe Denzel Washington and then Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's You're like one is gonna be right really, there. Yeah, exactly. One is going to be really calm and, you know, insightful. and The other one will be yelling at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if you woke up and you had two sides of your subconscious, like the angel and the devil? <laughs> and the angel is Denzel Washington. The devil is Samuel Jackson. That'd be, uh, I mean, it would be really hard not to listen to the devil. <laughs> Just say it. It'd be very difficult. Yeah. Very difficult indeed. So thankfully, those voices don't make moral decisions for us. Uh, we're going to get a check of local news in a little bit, as we tend to do here on the show. That's a good idea. So, and get ready for the Elton John Candle in the Wind trivia. Oh, I'm so ready. So, start listening right now. Uh, Sherry, anything else you'd like to include? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay, I'm glad we made five seconds for that little impasse. Uh, more of the morning show coming up next. I, I had to double check to make sure I heard that correctly. Excellent job, by the way, Ninja, with that check of news. 7.34 is the time. East Mullet Street in Juneau. Of course, when I think of mullets, I think of Richard Marks. I don't know if I knew comes you were going to gonna say that. Come on, that's such a great name for a street. I wonder if like someone's last name was Mullet or what it might be. Are we sure it's not Millet? That would make more sense, but I don't know. Like the mullet wasn't around like when they named that street, most likely. So, uh, what did the mullet? When did that come into existence? I'm searching now. When I feel like it was probably longer ago than we realize. Well, it's saying the 1980s. But I, I think it, it must be older than that. Hmm. Okay. Let's go back here. Uh, could actually go back to the first century AD. See, I told you. So maybe the street was named after it. it. Was does it have another meaning? Like is is it something else as well? Okay, so it did seem to be pretty popular in like ancient times. And one researcher, Alan Henderson, describes the ancient hairstyle as useful as it kept the hair out of the eyes and yet provided warmth and protection for the neck. <laughs> that makes total sense. It does. It still yeah. looks awful, but well. It's practical. I guess. You want sure. sunburn on the back of your neck? Before those SPF, what else do you do? You wear a ridiculous hat? I've got nothing, Thomas. What are we okay. moving along to here? Well, nothing. I you got another mullet story? No, I have no mullet stories. Well, I'm disappointed now. You rose my hope, and then you shattered it all over the ground. So thank you. You're welcome. Let's go to our next kick in a classic today. In 1979, in history, Donna Summer scored her third number one U.S. single. And the album of the same name also started a five-week run at number one. Now, the inspiration for her to write this song came after one of her assistants was offended by a police officer who thought she was a street prostitute. Oh. So for 1979 and Donna Summer are kicking a classic Bad Girls is coming up, but we're going to check the weather. 7.45, right on the nose. Love it when that happens. 95X Morning Show. You can always check out the events calendar for different happenings 
in the area. And we've got the Fair Food Festival happening tomorrow, Sherry, at the Dodge County Fairgrounds starting at 11, going until 1. we got Bouncy House, face oh, painting. That's cool. And live music. That's super cool. If you were to be face painted right now, what would you choose? Tough question. Would you go for a cat? Meow. Actually, the first thing that came to mind was a tiger. Ooh. But I think that's because that's one of my favorite animals, so yeah. that's why it popped in my head. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be great if we had a day where everybody at the station got face painted? That would be fun. That'd be really cool. Uh-huh. We should do that maybe at the Dodge County Fair if we can pull that off. Oh, that's a great idea. Right? Live face painting on, on the morning show? Yes. Why not? I love it. Yeah. I'd do it. We, we got we to gotta see this through. I can think of somebody who probably wouldn't do it. What do you think he would wear, though? What he, do you mean? He who should not be named right now. What would he have for his face painting? He wouldn't because he'd refuse to do it. If he did choose, what do you think he'd lean for? I don't know. Like a member of KISS or something? Do you think he'd go that way? or? Oh, maybe. I can, maybe. I can I, for some reason, I was only thinking animals, but yeah. There's a whole possibility there. I would go for Darth Maul from Star Wars. Okay. Episode one, The Phantom Menace. Boy, I hope that face painter knows what they're doing and who these characters are. Yeah, I'm going to look that up right now because Darth Maul is incredible. Actually, I can't because we have to get to good news. Oh, look at that. Right on time. What's on your mind? I have some news I want to share. Want to hear it? Yeah, it kind of depends what the news is. Is it good news? Good news. Great, good news. That's good news. Great. That is good news. Good news. Let's hear it. Oh, yeah, this face painting for Darth Maul is so cool. I'd have to get the horns, though. That would be the thing. You see that? Yeah, I can see it. Again, um, I'm not sure that a face painter at a fair would have access to all those different options. Yeah. Man, Dathomirs are so cool. Or experience. It would be very difficult. I'm going to have to lower my expectations a little bit. Good news happens now. Let's start with our first story. This one coming out of England. There was a guy there on his way to a dog show on Sunday when he found a lost pup on the side of the road. So he picked it up and entered it into the contest, and it took third in the rescue dog category. Aww. That's so cool. He tracked down the owners later and got the dog back to them. Her name is Bonnie, and she's a five-year-old beagle mix. And I have a photo! Oh, she looks like a Bonnie. Yeah, she does look like a Bonnie. She's got that yellow ribbon. Oh, congratulations. There's a single mom who works as a bartender near Dallas, and she received a very unexpected gift one day during her shift. I live paycheck to paycheck. I don't have extra money right now. Two random girls came into the bar, never seen them before. She ordered the whole house around. Started off with a thousand dollar tip, so I started crying. She's like, no, that's not good enough. So she raised it to like a thousand five hundred. She looks at her friend and says, no, that's not good enough. Raised it to two thousand. And she left me a four thousand dollar tip. She's a gift from God. Wow. So I, I need to ask a question based off this. How do you how do you feel about that? About her like starting with a thousand dollars and then kind of moving its way up? Do you think that's like 
Is that cruel in a way, or would you rather just somebody just drop $4,000 tip just like that without saying a word? Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Am I overthinking it? No, I get where you're coming from on that. Um, I do think it would have been better to just drop the 4000 Right, rather than making like this big game out of it? Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I think I'm with pretty, you on that. That's I'm, still pretty cool. It is cool. It's extremely generous. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love those stories. We get so many of them during the uh, pandemic age. A Harvard study just found that being religious or spiritual can help you live longer. People involved in any sort of spiritual community tend to live longer, healthier lives, and they're at less, less risk for depression. That's, now, I, I wonder if it's like the, the, that. the message of the faith. Like, I wonder if it has to deal with the message of uh, struggling, like how one chooses to struggle through adversity and what that means and the meaning of, ex- of existence, or if it has to deal with the sense of community. Of I think being it's probably both. I would think so, right? Something to believe in and then community. Yeah. Yeah. We all need something to believe in. It's a great song. Young and the Giant, right? Probably not the same song I'm thinking about. Are we thinking about about a different song? What song are you thinking of? I think the song I'm thinking of might have been a Poison song. Oh, really? Okay. And I don't know that that's the name of it, but... Oh, no, you're right. You're totally right. Something to Believe In. It's a Poison song. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's pretty cool. And finally, as I... Okay, here we go. There's a woman in Alabama, and 53 years ago, she was swimming... In this lake, back in 1969, when her wedding ring slipped off her finger and fell to the bottom of the lake. Oh, no. Well, something happened 53 years after that moment. We couldn't find it. I probably did cry because I was pretty well upset because I had only had it like a month. (laughs) I walked around the bank looking for fishing weights and fishing gear. And lo and behold, I slip over a rock, and there it was. I just said I was so grateful, and I couldn't believe that she'd found that ring after so many years. I mean, I guess it was meant to be. That is so crazy. I, this is not the first story we've heard of, like, somebody losing a ring or something in a lake. I think it was, like, a phone or something. Mm-hmm. And someone has just found it. And I, I really wonder, like, what the cosmic odds are of that of like being in the right lake that somebody lost something and then happening to find something that small as a wedding ring in a lake extremely slim like it's crazy right yeah it is that's so nuts okay so there's another story totally separate from good news if anything this is kind of like more bad news Uh, (laughs) but it's sure let's mix it in with good news kind of funny so it's bad news with a smile Okay. Uh, there's an ice cream brand based in Kansas City called Belfonte, and they just issued a recall for a flavor of ice cream called Chocolate to Die For. Why are you looking at me like I'm that? I'm giving you the look. Well, you know, sometimes advertisers make exaggerated claims or this or that, or it doesn't live up to the product. Well, this couldn't be more true because people were actually... Uh, possibly dying from this product. They got a complaint after somebody realized that the packaging failed to mention that it contained peanuts. (gasps) 
Yeah. Oh, no, that's and, bad. Uh, for anyone with allergies, that could be deadly. So the FDA posted an alert about it on their website yesterday. All the cartons were sold at stores in Missouri and around Tulsa, Oklahoma. So the company has said that they haven't had any reports of people getting sick or having a reaction yet. But anyone who bought the ice cream can return it for a full refund. That's really bad. And again, I mean, that's not something you plan to do, but that is kind of funny that you forget to add may contain peanuts to a product that you named chocolate to die for. Okay, I get that. Like it is, it's serious, but I also kind of find it a little funny at the same time. Like it's ironic. It's ironic. Of all the Not funny, it's ironic. That's ironic. Well, isn't irony kind of funny? Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. not. Okay, all right. Not totally funny. Not when it can kill you. Right. Although sometimes it does. But still, of all the flavors, this is the one where you screw that up on. And I wonder how many times they fail to include that on their other products. Yeah, that's really bad. Are they being sued by anybody? It doesn't look like it yet. At least there was nothing included about potential legal action in this version of well, the story. So. you know it's going to happen. Yeah, it most certainly does. I mean, that is like our favorite pastime in America, right? It's watching reality TV, complaining about the Kardashians, and suing each other. Yep. And yelling and screaming. Sure. Yeah. What else could we add to the list? In um, this country, that list could be endless. Yeah. Protesting about things you have strong feelings for, of course. Mm-hmm. Protected by the First Amendment. I still stand by my action of picketing against picketers. <laughs> I have a big problem with that, with people having big signs. I got a big old billboard. Say no to signs. Stop waving them around like that. You're endangering birds that might be trying to land in that area. I can't even look at you with your mustache I anymore. can't believe you. I knew I should have brought the razor and Barbasol this morning. Just and, and now I'm open to your ridicule. I can't wait for Craig to come in here like, oh, man, when's the next soccer game, huh? The junior <laughs> league starting up soon? I think Justin, though, hit it on the head. You look more like a soccer coach. <laughs> that is, I don't know if that's better or worse. Probably worse. <laughs> I mean, it kind of looks like I might, like I've played soccer and I might be able to teach it until Maybe? like the kids start realizing I'm tripping over the ball and everything. Mm, I'd like to see you try to coach soccer. What what do you think my style would be as a coach? Um, A lot of stretching. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's all you do around here. (laughs) That would be really funny. God, the the team is awful this year, right? But look how limber they are. They're very flexible. Nobody's pulling the muscle. Nobody's (laughs) complaining about cramps. You know, you can't have fun if your body's cramping up on you. All right. So I can see that. <laughs> I might be the, the clapping coach, like, come on, guys. Like, you know those people that clap, like, in cadence with their voice? Oh. So- I want to see some more hustle. <laughs> 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 oh, man, I love that. Playing, like, inappropriate, like, anthem music. <laughs> like, Europe's final countdown. You know we can run out while the song is playing, right? No, we wait for the song to play, and then we run out. That's what we're doing. Coach, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, again, I'd love to see you give it a whirl. It might happen. It might happen. Uh, Wade Bates is on the sidelines for another check of news as we get our way to the 8 o'clock hour. We also have the uh, nearly impossible question, which apparently is nearly impossible for me to say.
In sports, Noah Gerritsen's two RBI double in the bottom of the six lifted the Wapan American Legion squad over Beaver Dam 6-4 on Wednesday night. Wapan travels to Oshkosh tonight. Beaver Dam will host Jackson on Monday night. You can watch that game on Daily Dodge TV. Jose Miranda's three-run walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth off of Josh Hader earned the Twins a 4-1 win over the Brewers on Wednesday afternoon. Milwaukee opens up a four-game weekend series against the Giants tonight out in San Francisco. Coverage begins Begins at 810 on 1430 WBEV. Sandro Mamu Kalashvili scored 18 points. Marjan Beauchamp 15 as the Bucks took down the Timberwolves 87-75 at the Vegas Summer League. The Bucks will face Dallas tonight. That is your DailyDodge.com sports update. I'm Wade Bates. Just after 8.03 on the 95X morning show, and we have a special guest, Sherry. Scootering on down or walking on down. I, I don't know. Ben, what is your favorite mode of transportation for leisure? Well, you know, for the summer like this, I, I prefer the speedboat. The speedboat. Classy guy over here. Speaking with uh, Ben Shire from... No, sorry. Different Ben. Uh, speaking with Ben from uh, St. Vincent de Paul here in Beaver Dam. How you doing, Ben? Pretty good, and you know, it's an exciting day today. It's our one-year anniversary of our grand opening last year on the new sales floor. So we're uh, excited to share with all your listeners about all the uh, you know sales that are going on right now. We have a 25 to 50% off furniture sale all week, 10% off all of our new mattresses. Today, only 25 to 50% off all toys and games. And then we've even got a Buy one, get one, 50% off sale on books and magazines today. That is awesome. I really got to give you props. That sales floor is incredible. I didn't think that you guys could find any more interesting stuff to put in St. Vinny's, but I was totally wrong, and I'm so glad for it. Uh, what What are some of the big item selections that you have at St. Vinny's? You know, we've got a lot of clothing. We've got a lot of furniture. We've got a lot of housewares, decor, domestics, linens. Um, you know, just about everything that you can think of that goes into your home or garage, we have at St. Vincent de Paul. Oh, thank you so much, Ben. Uh, what, what are some of the favorite items that you've seen come through the doors at St. Vinny's? Well, some of the stuff that I really like to look at that interests me is kind of like the rusty gold, the collectible stuff. Um, if you've seen our glass cabinets up front when you first walk in, you know, we put aside our best stuff and we allow everybody to view it and bid on it. We run a silent auction so that those treasures from our community stay in our community. Oh, so those are run on silent auctions. So how does one participate in those items then? Sure. So come in after like the third day of the month and we run it all the way through the last day of the month at five o'clock. The store is open. So if the last day of the month happens to be a Sunday, that means the auction ends on Saturday at five. Um, and uh, you can bid all month. Um, we update those bids at noon and at the end of the day, so you can come in and check it out. And it's really cool because sometimes it's kind of like an educational thing because you'll be looking at an item and go, I have no idea what this is. And we have a team of people that look up the items and give a little bit of description on the card so that you can actually see what some of this stuff is used for. That is so cool. So how do you determine what items you put in that case then? So anything that we think is of value, we just kind of set it aside and uh, we let our um, team of volunteers, we've got a bunch of rummage sale people that, um, you know, are collectors and they come in and they help us determine, you know, what is worthwhile. And then we want to make sure that, you know, we put a you know low starting bid on it and let the community set the price um, so that, that way it, it is fair and it's market value. 
So I can just go into St. Vinny's and at the front desk say, hey, that uh, that collectible Daffy Duck card that you have in the window there, I'd like to put $15 down on it. Right. Well, actually, it's even simpler than that. You just walk over to the case, and there's a little tiny desk right next to it. We've got these little paper bidding forms and a nice little mailbox. And so you fill out your name and telephone number so we can contact you if you're the winner. And then you write down the number from that lot, a description of the item, you know, Daffy Duck cards or whatever it might be, or, you know, you know, fancy uh, Coors sign, and then, you know, put your bid on it and enter your bid. And, you know, it's all, you know, silent auctions, so, you know, we keep the, we keep the winner's secret. Ben Nelson from St. Vincent de Paul in Beaver Dam. Ben, uh, if uh, somebody has some items they'd like to donate, what are you looking for right now? Yeah, um, our donation drop-off is open from 9 a.m. till 6 p.m., and uh, you can come swing through the covered drop-off, rain, snow, or shine. And there's also a, a new feature at our store, both at our donation door and at the front door of the store. We have donation bins outside, uh, big covered boxes. So you can drop off at any time now at St. Vincent de Paul, as long as it fits inside the big blue bin. Um, you can also call the store at uh, 920-885-6971 if you've got furniture or a big pickup and you'd like our guys to come out to your you know, garage or shop and pick up the items for you. Ben, final question for you. What is your favorite summer food or a food you associate with summer that you enjoy the most? That would be the bratwurst. Wow. Nothing is better than bratwurst with sauerkraut on top of it oh. with potato chips for the summer. Oh, my gosh, Ben. There was no hesitation there. Love it. Ben Nelson from uh, St. Vincent de Paul in Beaver Dam. Thank you so much for joining us today, Ben. Thank you so much for having us and come and uh, enjoy our anniversary sale today. We shall. I do love going there because you can find so many great DVDs and, like, old audio equipment. You can even find DVD players so you can play your friend's copy of E2 Mama Tambien so you can return it to them in a timely manner. Actually, I've got a DVD player. I just need to hook it up. Well, then just do it. I gave I gave that movie to you like three months ago. I think it might have been four or five months ago. It might, it might have been in January. It was cold, I think, at the time. What movie? E2 Mama Tambien. What is that? <laughs> So it's Alfonso Curran. You yeah. said that to me like I should know exactly what you're talking about. Well, you got to... See, you got to watch it so I can give it to Sherry then. No, well, okay. I'm good. Anyway, the director is the same director behind uh, the Prisoner of Azkaban Harry Potter movie and also Children of Men and the movie Gravity. All of that means nothing It's me. a It's a movie about a uh, young man who has a, what would it be, a love affair with an older couple? Is that well, what it is? Well, you're kind of, uh, you're mostly wrong about that, but okay. sort of right. You're kind of, but no, mostly it, wrong. So it's, two, it's two young, like high school age kids okay. in uh, Mexico City. And this right. is before, before I, I forget what era. It's like a big political shift going on in the background of the movie. Uh -huh. But anyway, they like meet up with this uh, single woman, okay. and they have this crazy adventure together. The three of them. Yeah. Okay. It's a really good movie. It's a, right. it's a splendid ending. But I have to read subtitles, which I'm not against. But it's just like you know when you sit down and you decide what movie you're going to watch. It's like oh you know I'm in a mood for a comedy. I'm in a mood for you know maybe something more dramatic or something like that. And as much as I love great movies, movies with subtitles are kind of like a little asterisk, like, oh, don't forget, you're going to have to watch the screen the whole time. 
I, I can't believe you, man. So you have to be invested. Well, and you, so it, it's like a different type of watching. It is a more active type of watching. you got to make sure you a, don't it's, have it's anything. A better, it's a better type of watching. It is. You, we've already discussed before that like millennials and zennials, they love watching movies right. with the t- subtitles on, even if it's an English-language film. And I think part of the reason is when you see the words, they stick in your mind a little bit more I, and you get more I don't context. disagree. In fact, my my daughter turned me on to that. She's 24, so well, she's right in that issue age with group. This? Well, I mean, that just helps supplement things you're already hearing when it's already when you already don't know the language although you know granted i do know how to order a beer in spanish or, and ask for a, the bathroom essential skills very essential skills when traveling uh it, it's just it's an active type of watching and you have to make sure you don't have anything else going on so that you can't be distracted so that you can pay 100 percent attention to what's going on in the movie and i think that's why people enjoy the movie experience right because you're pulled out of your reality you're exactly. immersed in someone else's world and anything that helps increase that immersion is a good thing you're absolutely right cherry don't you agree <clears throat> What I'm wondering, Craig, yeah. is how you feel about Thomas's facial hair. The mustache? Oh, like oh, you shaved it out too, didn't you? Yeah, you I shaved like, everything but the mustache. You emphasized it. Yeah, yeah, he did. When is the Wisconsin State Patrol going to get back to you about the potential job offer? Oh my God! Yes, cycle cop. <laughs> cycle cop. Cycle cop. You're, I don't know. So, so Ninja you be working in Reno by chance? Yeah, Ninja. Uh, Ninja thought I looked like a uh, youth soccer coach. <laughs> yeah, in the seventies. <laughs> but Cycle Cop, I kind of like that yeah. one a little bit more. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Somewhere between seventies <laughs> soccer coach and Cycle Cop. Well, Ninja was going with the Ted Lasso. That's yeah. where he came from. It does on seem that. Ted Lasso inspired in terms of its shaping. Yes, that was unplanned. Okay, it's not as bushy as Ted's. Oh, okay. All right. Not yet. Uh, so I got to ask your be. opinion. Shave or keep? I don't know if I'm the one who should be giving an opinion like that. I, You know, we don't embrace in any type of uh, uh, kiss or anything like that. I'm sure you have loved ones in your life that you may, oh, you know, mom, dad, whatever, you know, whatever it may be. That that may have more of an opinion on that than uh, than I think the so rest. You're of telling us. me we I just have to, to look at somebody it. before they have an opinion about my mustache. I think I think, no. Sherry. No, I think that uh, you might be denied a kiss. <laughs> yeah, COVID's still going on with now, that mustache. Yeah. Um, Craig, he Sherry. offered to have me shave it tomorrow. Oh, would you do it with like that straight razor? Uh, no, it would oh, just be like, like a in a barber shop. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. I've that never really used cool. one, but I'm willing to try. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Sweeney Todd. We don't need to go there. <laughs> Sherry Todd. <laughs> yeah, that would work. This is the impossible question. What are you talking about? That's impossible. That's impossible. Impossible. I work for the government. On the 95X Morning Show. The Demon Barber of Beaver Dam. Of Beaver Street. Yes. Be a whole musical. Or whatever street you live on. Uh, Craig, by the way, you'll be pleased to know that I am fulfilling my promise. Made on Monday, we are doing Candle in the Wind trivia today. <laughs> yes! So I, I will give you a lyric, and you have to say if it's from an Elton John song. If so, which one? You get bonus points for that. I thought we were doing the impossible question. I'm just teasing. Oh, okay. All right. This is something that will be coming up later in the hour. It's coming up later. Very yes. exciting. Will Maybe Sherry be here for it? Evening. Sherry. I'll be here. Sweet. Did you see the uh, the various artwork we have adorning uh, various parts of the station? Like this, uh, well, you can't see it because it's, it's posted the opposite direction. I will tell you what it says. It was for me. 
It says, wherever you go, whatever you do, I will be right here waiting for you. That's so sweet. From Brian Adams. No. <laughs> Lord. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's get on to the impossible question. <laughs> yes, please. 27% of married people have this in common. 27% of married people. They're married. Uh, that would be 100%. Oh, yeah. I guess that's a good point. Same birth month. It's not that so much. Um, how did it describe it? Because this is kind of a difficult one. It involves uh, relations within the family and how you choose to describe those relations. They're like married the, to their cousin because no, they live in Virginia? No, no. Or Alabama? Well, I like where you're going with this, but no. Uh, it, it's a word that they use to describe their spouse's relation in a way. They call them like... Bay, babe. Kind of like that, but it's more... See, I can't really give away more without just spoiling the question. So it's here. not a nickname thing? It's not really a... It's not a nickname. Or a term of endearment? Well, it's, it is kind of like a term of endearment, but you're not using it towards your spouse. It's about the couple? Like they put their, um, their names together, like Benifer and, um, you know, um, uh, Philium H. Muffman? I, I love both of these ideas that you've thrown out here. No, but it has to do with the generation above your spouse and what you call that generation. They're, what? They're I think I made this a lot more Millennials difficult. are 27%. No, okay. I, I think you're going to have to give us this one. Okay. We'll be here all day. 27% of married people have this in common. They call their in-laws mom and dad. Oh, yeah. You were oh, taking us in the wow. wrong direction, I was dude. trying to get as close as possible without giving it to you. How else would you have described this? I would have not done that one. Use for That's not helpful. <laughs> That's not helpful at all. I would have liked to see you explain this question any better than I just did. No, it wasn't possible. As clear There's that. Okay. It's supposed to be nearly impossible. That's that means true. I failed. It's all right. Seven in ten parents say this is their favorite vacation activity. Going on vacation. That would be 10 out of 10 parents. Actually, probably not if you have little kids. 10 out of... Wait, what? (laughs) 7 out of 10 parents say this is their favorite vacation activity. Uh, Disney World. Roller coasters. No, no. This is an activity you can do, like, regardless of where you are vacationing. Sleeping. Okay. Um... Uh... Making s'mores? Making s'mores. I love it. It's swimming. Not, it's an activity that doesn't require a lot of exertion, and it's something that's much more popular now in reading, the 21st century. Reading a book. Much more popular in the 21st century. Hiking. Going to a movie. Driving. Much more popular in the 21st century. Being on the internet. Because everyone has Playing one video now games? in their pocket. Playing Nuh-uh. on the phone. Uh, 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 Being on their phone. Oh. Uh, uh, and Googling things. Uh, Playing mobile games, mm, angry uh, birds. social media. Seven out of ten parents say this is their favorite vacation activity. It is related to TikTok-ing. phone use. Making a TikTok video. Taking pictures. Thank you. My goodness. Oh. Wow. Okay. You're the yeah. hero. Well, you take pictures with TikTok. They're just moving, and there's audio. That wasn't, that wasn't correct. I wasn't going to give that to you at all. And that's all we have for the impossible question. What? Is that seriously it? I feel like we left early. What? Did you want more? Because I didn't want to. I didn't want to listen that to. Oh, you didn't list. explain that very well. Or oh, like, <laughs> I would have done that better. And then not explain how you would have done it better. I'm just looking forward to candle and the wind trivia. I know. Right. I know. Everyone's really excited about this. 
Sherry. Super. Sherry, how excited are you right now? Well, I love Elton John, so that part I'm excited about. Oh, super nice guy. Dresses very loud. I have a feeling, though, that you're going to make, you're going to pull, like, really obscure lyrics. Not all of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have to make it somewhat challenging. I can't just give it to you. Okay? Well, you also have to make it doable. It is doable. All right? Okay. All right, right, everyone has different dev- stash. <laughs> I can't believe you, Ninja. Did you hear what Craig's description of what I look like? No. What did he say? Chips. <laughs> yeah. I asked him if the Wisconsin State Patrol has approved his application. No. Like I'm thinking, like you should be on a bass boat. A bass <laughs> boat. What? Yeah. A bass boat yeah. fisherman. Yeah, wearing like, a vest <laughs> that has a bunch of sponsors on it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, see I, don't, I don't know if that's better than being a bicycle cop. <laughs> I think it's better. Is it I better? Yeah, because you get to go fishing. So bass boat fisherman. Yeah. I'll go with it. You just I'll need some dark it. sunglasses and the vest. Can I borrow your sunglasses from yesterday, Craig? Which would also work for the state patrol. I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. It just depends on the vest. Kind of. On a motorcycle. Like I said, chips. <laughs> oh, a motorcycle. <laughs> I was thinking just like a bicycle, like an actual bike. Oh, that would be... <laughs> I think he'd be a better bike cop than a motorcycle cop. Wait, what about a Monty? If I was riding a horse, would I be able to pull off the look? He'd be a horse cop. Uh, I don't know. We I'm should just... get horse cops in Beaver Dam. We should have horse cops. Yeah. Like Best Damn Fest, that would have made it a lot more official. I don't know. We had yeah, that horse parade. There was a lot of cleanup afterward. Yeah. Oh, you, can put the, you can put the bags on. Yeah, you can put bags on. The horse? I feel like that's not very Yeah, on the back end. Oh. You've never seen those before? I've not. I don't spend a lot of time in the equestrian world, though. Yes, this could be a great Radiothon fundraiser. Someone, So everyone in the station, you can donate money and have that one person tie all the horse bags and remove them during a specific festival or during the Radiothon. Yeah. And people would bid on this? Yeah, you'd be like, oh, I'm putting $1,000 towards Craig Wormbold being the horse poop bag uh, guy. Oh, my and then gosh, someone's like, this oh, is I, awful. This I want, is I want Sherry, and someone puts like $100 down on Sherry. How about we get a horse, and we have like a, a grid on the ground, and wherever the horse poops, whatever number it lands on, that's the one <laughs> Ooh, that you win. The, uh, I horse, like that. Horse poop bingo. Yeah, exactly. That would be really cool. Hey, good morning on the uh, morning show. This is probably not what you expected to uh, wade on into. Wade? Is it Wade? Wow. Oh, Dan, 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 Dan the, the warehouse the horse man. poop bag man. How are you? <laughs> You were talking about poop. I figured I'd weigh in. <laughs> we can always count on you for. Any I just sort of want Sherry discussion. to know that wherever she goes and whatever she does, I'll be right here in the warehouse waiting for her. You've been waiting a long time. Do you have Dan. a mullet for me too? Ooh, that's nah, more like Harry Styles right now. Nice. Ooh, that's an upgrade. He's like, like a current boy. Harry Styles. <laughs> current. I'm sorry. What? Current Harry Styles hairstyle. Harry, Harry Styles, yes. Yeah, Harry. I like it. Harry Styles. Harry Styles. You're getting big points this morning. Not on purpose. I'm growing it down to my butt. That's where we're at right now, Harry Styles. Do you have a mustache, Dan Dan the Warehouse Man? That's a goatee, you know. Have you considered shaving the goat part off and just leaving the tea? <laughs> no, I cannot do that or I will not be let into my house. Oh. See, uh, Thomas? Apparently I have an ugly chin and I don't need to be exposing it. <laughs> Don't be comparing my chin to Dan's now. Well, I'm not comparing your chins, just mustaches in general. This is one story that it's hardly enough evidence for not wearing a mustache. Well, if I leave the mustache on, I look like Ned Flanders. <laughs> hey, hey, ho, Dan Arino. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not good. 
Thomas, you don't want to look like Ned Flanders either. What's wrong with Ned Flanders? He's the most morally centric character on The Simpsons. He's got a great <laughs> set of abs. <laughs> I wish he was my neighbor. Uh, we all wish that. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you, Dan. Hopefully, you uh, you never shave the goat part off your goatee. Not on purpose. Maybe one of those flaming shots will take care of it. <laughs> the flaming mo. The flaming. <laughs> nice callback. What's a, a flaming mo? Oh, you haven't lived until you've had a flaming mo. Yeah, I don't know what a flaming. This mo summer's is. Uh, most classic drink or favorite drink or top ten. Is a dirty Shirley apparently? Uh oh. Oh, it's a dirty Shirley. I'm afraid. To Do ask. I want the Shirley know? Temple with vodka in it? <laughs> oh, okay. That was a lot cleaner than I thought it was going to yeah, be. Do you know a what a worried. Roy Rogers is? I'm, I'm a little again. worried again. The longer we let Dan talk, the more likely we are to run into something we can't have it, him say a, on the air. It's a cherry Coke. Why is everybody thinking I'm so dirty over there? I think it just. Oh, I don't know. Maybe history of the last two years of conversations. <laughs> It, you got me there. That's yeah, true. Yeah. Well, thank hey you. Now. Uh, don't work uh, too hard today at the warehouse, Dan. We know that's not a problem for you. Carry on, proceed, and I hope nobody cries and they uh, can hold on until Rick gets back. Yeah, yeah. We're trying. No tears are shed Do today over can. Richard. Marks. He spells his name with a capital P. <laughs> and with that, we are moving on. FCC on line one. It did not take long at all. Okay, we got. I, I must have missed something because I don't get it. Oh, yeah. We have been waiting all week for this moment. It's time for Candle in the Wind trivia. Jennifer joining us. Hello, Jennifer. Good morning. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning. This game is super simple. Even Sherry could dominate in this game because I'm going to give you a set of lyrics, and you need to identify if it is an Elton John song, and if you could also pick out the name of the song, you get Double the points. I think uh, Ninja has an unfair advantage since he's wearing the bedazzled Donald Duck outfit of what? Uh, Elton John wore in 1978. Or very similar. Very, very nice look on you, Ninja. Thank you. Took a lot you of time to bedazzle off. this. Did you do it yourself? I had help. You for real have a d- bedazzled outfit on? <laughs> no, I can't see you. All I see is your head. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if Ninja showed up with, like, jewels on his shirt. You're not wrong. If anybody was going to do it, it would be me. You didn't see any, like, glimmer marks on the ceiling or anything as the light reflects off him. I know you thought we installed a disco ball in here, but it's just me. Okay. (laughs) All right. So we are starting off, and we're going to go and see how long it takes for this uh, game to be totally derailed. I give it about 45 seconds. I think it's already starting, too. That's, yep, that's both true. So we should probably um, preface this by saying that uh, Elton John did not write the lyrics to these songs. That was Bernie Tarpin. Close. Tarpin? Yeah. Well, then say it. Just go with it. No, we could rest assured that the questions will all be accurate uh, based on your pronunciation. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to start off right here. Blue Jean Baby, L.A. Lady, Seamstress for the Band. Of course, that's Elton John. Yeah. Tiny Dancer. Tiny Dancer. Oh, do we have to name Tony the song? No, you get you get bonus points if you yes. name the song. Okay. Tony Danza. Tony Danza. Totally right, so Tony, Tony Danza. Jenna. That was one point for Craig, one point for Sherry. Uh, <laughs> it was like the last one to answer. Well, she got the name of the song. Okay. So yeah. She oh, got the point. Right, and I said yes, it was Elton John. So you say yes, it's an Elton John song, or no, it's not an Elton John song. Right. right. Extra point for, okay. An extra point if you identify. Okay. <sighs> Passion fruit bikinis, cocktails and martinis. No. Yeah, she's Jimmy a summer girl. You don't have to name... 
You say yes or no, Craig. No. I already said no. Well done. Sherry gets that point. I made up that lyric. Did you really? Did yeah. you? It did sound very Jimmy Buffett-ish. It did. It did. That was a Buffett. <laughs> yeah. Um, and all the signs I don't understand. It's just my job five days a week. Yep. Elton John, Benny and the Jets. Five days. He got one ding. Oh, no. It's Rocket Man. Oh, oh Ninja's yeah. on the board. Oh. I was going to say, Benny and the Jets. Where'd you get that? I don't know. Well done. It's kind of funny, this pain inside. I'm not one Elton of those John. smooth talking guys. Mm-hmm. Daniel. Saying Daniel? Um, this pain Mm-mm. inside. Mm-mm. Come with me. Oh, Sherry was the first person to supply the negative. That was kind of an Elton John, but I mixed up the lyrics a little bit more. Yeah. No, that was not Elton that John. That was not Elton John? No. How wonderful life is with yeah, you. Nope, I changed it up a little bit. Can, like, well done, Sherry caught that. Yeah. She saw right through it. They crawled out of the woodwork and they whispered into your brain. I, I think that's David Bowie. Don't think so. Crawled out of the woodwork and they whispered into your brain. I think that's Ziggy Stardust. Or no, that's somebody else. So we're going to say no? I'm saying no. Well, he's waiting for a correct answer, so it must no be yes. Points. This was from a Candle in the Wind. Really? <laughs> is it really? It really was. Yes. The name of our game. Nobody, nobody got points in wow. that round. Wow. All right. And did you think this fool could ever win? Well, look at me. I'm coming back again. That is Elton John. I don't know the song. You got one point, Greg. Anybody else? Coming back again. Is it still Candle in the Wind? <laughs> not can't <laughs> no, about nobody? Daniel's song? Looking for I'm Still Standing. Uh, oh. mm-hmm. isn't, that a, isn't that a... Okay, I thought that was... No, nope, that's an Elton John song. That is Elton John, okay. If my words make sense, give me a quarter, and you'll play forever in my mind. That is Elton John. I don't think yeah. so. That is that's Elton John. I do have to ding for Sherry, though. <laughs> I made that one up, too. Oh, man. Sherry's got that round. Well done, Sherry. Well done. Elton Tom. (laughs) This isn't my sacrifice. I'm just some guy passing through. Yeah. Yep. Um, Philadelphia? Passing a stone. Oh, yes. Nope, that was another uh, Elton John (laughs) lyric from, like, Sacrifice, and I threw that word in there, but I made up the rest of the lyrics around it. Oh, come on. Oh, that's not fair. That's totally fair. (laughs) If someone would have said, that's not an Elton John song, I would have given somebody a point, but nope, it didn't happen. He's like a light switch, only takes one flick, then he's electricity. It's I don't like think so. Switch, it only takes one flap. Yeah, that's Elton John. I could, I could see that. Elton, no. Someone's got a point. Sherry again. Well done. Oh. Yeah. I, I think, think I'm winning. <laughs> I think you are, too. Oh, Sherry is definitely winning right now. Yeah, that was like a 2004 song of his. But again, I used the one name of the song, Electricity, and then just <laughs> use magic. Look at oh, you. for God's sake. Oh. How many more we have, Thomas? We've only got, we've only got well, I had four here, but I'll, I'll do two. My goodness. <laughs> Jennifer, are you still there? <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Getting your kicks in another girl's bed, and it was only last Tuesday they found you in the subway dead. Oh, that's Richard Marks. 
dark lyrics there. Apparently from Richard Marks. Um, Can you sing it? Yes, it's Elton John. Getting sure. your kicks in another girl's bed and it only was last Tuesday. They found you in the subway dead. That really I don't know if that's how it goes. I think Thomas made that. Um, oh. I'm going to say no. No. Thomas made it up. Richard Marks. Wow, you guys. This was a deep cut from Elton John. Oh. This was all the girl, y- the young girls love Alice. I, mean, I did say yes. Wow. But it was a tentative yes. <sighs> Sorry, I can't give it to you. All right. And finally, I know you're all pleased. Oh, only one left? Only one Darn. left. Cinnamon and sugary and softly spoken lies. You never know just how you look through other people's eyes. Yes. No. No. Sherry? Yes. Craig, you get one point, but can you correctly identify the band these lyrics come from? Can you say it again? Cinnamon and sugar and softly spoken lies. You never know just how you look through other people's eyes. I feel like it's some, like, 50s, 60s type of oldies band that also, like, the association or something. Well, that was your that was your opportunity to cinch the game and uh, win. Oh, no. And you have failed. Ha <laughs> That was Pepper from the Butthole Surfers. <laughs> I won. <laughs> Sherry is the winner. Congratulations, uh, Sherry. You won a Candle in the Wind trivia. You feel great right now? I'm feeling like it's time for the weather report. It is. It's definitely time for the uh, weather report. This long-winded game comes to an end. And looking at the forecast, we don't really have a whole lot of wind in the forecast here, Jennifer. Uh, no, it doesn't look like it overall. I mean, today we are we are looking at sunny skies. Definitely a day to take advantage of, as we'll have some rain chances for the next several days ahead. High today gets up right around about the uh, upper 70s, a little bit above or a little bit below average, not by too much though. As we should be in the lower 80s instead. And then for tonight, we'll have a slight chance for showers and thunderstorms coming in late in the overnight hours. Uh, increasing clouds, overnight lows right around about 57. For your day on Friday, a chance for showers and thunderstorms here for the day. Cloudy skies, high 76 degrees, 83 on Saturday with a slight chance for rain and storms. Sunday, it looks like a slight chance for showers and thunderstorms. A blend of clouds and sunshine develops, high around about 82. Then a dry start to the work week here coming up on Monday, mostly sunny, high around 86. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki. This is Five Random Facts. Let's spin the random wheel of topics. Now you're just saying random words. On the 95X Morning Show. I think we can agree in the state of Wisconsin, the work week never starts out dry. No. Mm. Okay. Anyway, mm. five random facts. Number one, Napster what? once sued. I have no idea. It's Thursday. Yeah, what are you talking about? I was just. Uh, never mind. I'm with you, Thomas. Thank I'm you. not. I have no clue what you're talking about. Said, well, so just Jennifer said it's a dry start to the, the work week, and I'm saying no because everybody in Wisconsin drinks to start out the work week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Was that an Elton John song? And that's how we make a joke unfunny. Yeah. Number one, Good random job. facts. Napster once sued the offspring, demanding that they stop selling merchandise which featured the Napster logo without permission. That's kind of funny. Oh, totally okay. forgot about Napster. Totally forgot about the offspring. Number two, the V <laughs> in the Coden. Vicodin. Vicodin, yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, we know that Thomas is not addicted <laughs> to Vicodin, so that's... You, you pulled a Rick there. <laughs> Comes from the Roman numeral for six, because Vicodin, Vicodin is six times stronger than codeine. Oh. Can that be the VI from Vicodin? V, VI, yes. Yeah, you're okay. Right. Yeah, thank you. 
Wow, that's two mistakes. The six. <laughs> you just, did you just interpret Roman numerals yes, accidentally? It wasn't written yes, that way. It was did. written as VI. Oh, jeez. Oh, Number three, most of the indoor scenes in Game of Thrones was filmed in a studio in Northern Ireland that used to be a factory where the Titanic was made. Ooh. Oh. That's cool. Huh. Well, that's kind of fitting, seeing as how the uh, the end of the show wound up being <laughs> similar to hitting an iceberg and sinking. Yeah. I'm going to give you a bell for that. Thank you. Well done. Number four. Cyber-stalking is now more common than regular in-person stalking. That's kind of a duh. Yeah. I'm glad we evolved, maybe? <laughs> I guess that's progress, right? I don't really know. Yay, stalking. And number five, the theme song for Friends was originally going to be... Yeah? I've heard this before and I don't remember. Shiny Happy People by R.E.M. Oh, yeah. But they decided not to give the show the rights... The producers had their musical director write a new song and brought in a band called the Remembrance to perform the it. The Rembrandts. What? The, the Rembrandts. Oh, my gosh. Thomas. Oh my the God. Rembrandts. No. You are slaughtering everything today. What's horrible is Warble has been not on his musical game all week, yeah. and this is where he picks up and gets it. Yeah. Of course. Of course it would be. The Remembrance. Okay. One of my favorites. Oh, wow. Coden? Well, Jennifer, I just want to say thank you for joining us today. And, uh, well, you only got one more day of this chaos for tomorrow. Hope we amused you. (laughs) Sorry. Have a good one, everyone. Bye. Bye. That was Jennifer. Good job, Jennifer. We'll remembrance you. Sherry, any other final words of wisdom you want to impart on us? No. Anything (laughs) at all? try to get through the next 20 minutes. I'm going to try. 22 minutes, actually. I'm not going to promise it's going to be entertaining, but, you know. Well, I haven't done that already. Why would we start now? shave your stash. I can't do that yet. I don't have a razor. Well, get going. And I'm not going to use a paperclip. Clareg Warmbold will have a check of local news after this. Clareg. It's time for a check of local news brought to us this morning by Hometown Glass and Improvement, Highway 33, just east of Beaver Dam. Let's head over to the Daily Dodge News Studio. Here's Craig Warmbold of a check of local news. It's the August primary right around the corner. The Dodge County clerk is reminding voters requesting an absentee ballot through the mail to include a picture of a photo ID. Karen Gibson says if voters are receiving absentee ballot request forms from political groups or third parties, a photo ID must accompany the form. When it is returned to the municipal clerk, voters can visit the My Vote website, check their voter status, register to vote, and request an absentee ballot for the upcoming elections. The partisan primary will be held August 9th, while the general election is being held November 8th. Wisconsin Elections Commission unable to come up to a uh, decision on what to do now that the state Supreme Court said unmanned absentee ballot drop boxes are illegal. After several hours of discussion and multiple failed votes, the commission did not issue any guidance to clerks or voters. Marine Park Technical College District Board recently welcoming three new members, Diane Guerrero and Sarah Hintz, both of Beaver Dam and Kathleen Trichel of Fond du Lac were sworn in at the board's July 11th meeting. Well, Shakespeare once said, all the world is a stage. And starting today, middle schoolers will be saying that on the stage of the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater for the first of four shows. The Teletale Youth Troupe is presenting As You Like It, which was penned by the Bard in 1623. 
plays, not only directed by Enda Braden of Beaver Dam, but he also adapted the script, boiling it down to 90 minutes of comedy. The cast has genuinely embraced the centuries-old work, buying into their director's philosophy that no one should ever, ever read Shakespeare. They should only watch it performed on stage. I'm Craig Warmbold reporting from the Daily Dodge News Center. Pat yourself on the back. That was an excellent intro to that story. Thank you. It was, huh? Yeah, I know it was. All like, the world I'm, is a stage. I'm giving you credit for something. It, you know, I mean, that's Shakespeare. You, I can't take credit for that. That was Shakespeare. Well, I'm giving you credit for using it in the story. I adapted it, if you will. Yes. And the award for best adapted newscast goes to Craig Warmbold. Eh, nice. <laughs> that's good. Oh, I got well done. Good. Getting a lot of dingers today, man. Yeah, I give it to you like seven. Yeah, seven it. dings. That's great. Um, going back to the first story you had in the newscast yeah. about uh, if someone has an absentee ballot, they need to include a photo. Is this every time you're you're signing out an absentee ballot, you always have to include a photo? Yeah, uh, a photocopy or whatever type of um, material that you could use to uh, to identify yourself in the uh, the mail. There is a list at uh, the My Vote website that you can go to to find out what the acceptable forms of identification are. Uh, but generally speaking, you know you're driver's licenses, all that type of stuff is uh, going to be acceptable. So speaking as a clueless millennial, where the heck do I go for a photocopy machine? Right? I mean, (laughs) that's what it takes, right? Because I got to get my ID or passport and make a copy of that and include it in the envelope, correct? Yeah, yeah. I think if you go to your local office supply store, you may be uh, able to do that. Um, Maybe, or if you have a printer, you might be able to, uh, you know finagle something that way oh what's next i gotta hand in a home video every time i want a new job interview yeah you could you know i don't know this for a fact but you might be able to take a picture of your photo id and then send it to the photo mat or your favorite picture developing location and for 39 cents you would have a full color copy I, again, I have to. I have to develop a photo now. I have. I can't do this at home. I got to get man, a printer or something. In the eighties, people would develop photos every two or three days. This is not the eighties. This is a huge inconvenience for lazy, procrastinating millennials like myself. And get a Polaroid picture because in the seventies they would just take pictures with the Polaroid, and the picture would just come out of the bottom of the camera, and you'd flip it around and shake it like a Polaroid picture for a few minutes, and then it would. Ta-da! Develop right there in front oh, of your Oh, so eyes. that could work, too. So if I had a Polaroid camera and I took a photo of my license again, next to my hand. Again, I'm speculating. I, I would go onto the MyGov website <laughs> to determine the best I way to make that's a acceptable. copy. I have not dug into that particular. I haven't voted absentee yet. i got so yet. many questions about this. I know. Just don't put it. If you, see some, if you see a box on the street that says absentee ballot box, don't put it in there. How okay, because that? that actually was my second question related to your uh, news story about unmanned ballot boxes. So those are illegal. Yeah, well, the Wisconsin Supreme Court has uh, deemed them to uh, not not be legal. So if I was like operating a gas station, I had a box outside the gas station, and there was an old man named Ernest, and he sat on this chair for 16 hours a day uh, manning that ballot box, that would be okay. Not unless he was a uh, duly designated member of the elections board. Again, you'd have to go to uh, mygov.org to, or my uh, vote uh, to, uh, 
to see what maybe the exact rules are. Why am I getting quizzed on this, Thomas? I have not because explored I the nooks and crannies yeah, of this I issue. Mean, well, who else am I supposed to ask these questions well, to? These are such obscure, obscure questions that you're a man named Ernest. I don't think that's in state statute. I, I think I could reasonably say example. that. Who am I supposed to ask this to? Ninja? No. Go through a lot of work, but for people who like doing it, it's, it's fun, and it's a great resource, and can save them a lot of money. Yep, exactly. There you yeah, go. Yeah, cuz that's the kind of answer I get. It makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> Thanks, Ninja. So is it easy to become like an ordained um voting official? Is it kind of like getting your like license to marry people? Again, this is <laughs> these are questions that no reasonable news reporter would explore while they're putting this story together, Thomas. Is I I I could not possibly But you know what? We're going to have Dodge County Clerk Karen Gibson on community comment here very soon, and these questions and more will all be addressed. That is fantastic. In fact, w- when yep. might our listeners be able to listen to that interview live. But I haven't scheduled it with her yet, but oh, when I do, oh, well, oh. she's on every election cycle. It's like a given. It's like, you know, uh, uh, spring gives way to summer. Uh, when there's an election, you know, Dodge County Clerk Karen Gibson will be on Community A Comments. Gibson given, yeah. Uh, but I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have you host. <gasps> really? Yeah. So if you could host, then you could ask all these questions. Because you mentioned yourself as a reasonable news reporter. I think that's part of the problem. We need an unreasonable news reporter. (laughs) That's why I'm volunteering my services to join the news team. Looking forward to this one. You need somebody unreasonable to join your team. I think I'm the perfect fit. Okay. All right. When When do I... Just like that? Well, you're... I mean, you're already hired by us, so, you know, I'll just... Give you work now. Give me the power. Give me the role. Make you do it. Well, you have to start. It's kind of like uh, the Karate Kid. You have to start like at the the base level. So you're gonna have to you know do the oh, wax on, God, wax off, wax. and all that. So basically, oh. you're gonna have to start by waxing my car. Oh, that okay? Is that is that o- the only entrance to uh, or that, barrier to my entrance? Right. Well, that's one of them. Then I mean, then eventually you're gonna have to sand my deck. It's a whole thing. Oh, jeez. Time for today's day in history. We are making history here, people. We're making history. You are on the wrong side of history, my friend. You guys ready to make history? On the 95X Morning Show. It is time for two days day. Two days? We're doing two days in now, not just the one day? Yes, we're doing today and today in a different multiverse. Uh, we have nice. a different set of historical facts. Brilliant. So get ready for that. Starting off 141 years ago, 1881, William H. Bonney Jr., better known as Billy the Kid, was shot and killed by Sheriff Pat Garrett in Fort Sumner, New Mexico. Uh, he drew the dead man's hand, aces backed with eights. Mm-hmm. Hank Aaron, in 1968, hit his 500th career home run. Wow. Did you hear that story a couple days ago about Albert Pujols? He hit like 638 or something like that. Is that what he's at? I, don't, I, I, got, I got to figure this out here. He was on the Brewers for a while. Years ago. It's been a while. Okay, let's see if I can find this story in a reasonable amount of time. Albert Pujols. I'm just happy you got that one right, I guess, of all the ones to get right. What, for names? Yeah. Well, I know his name. Like, okay. Yeah. Well. 685. 685? Yeah. Wow, that's a, he's 15 away from his... the 700 dinger, huh? And he celebrated with Nelly. <clears throat> Nice. How cool is that? Okay, yeah. I mean, I will, too, when I hit my 685th home run. I hope so. That's the pinnacle of success. Steve Miller got his star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame back in 1987. Oh, musician Steve Miller. That's right. That's right. That was 87. Boy, time just keeps slipping, slipping, slipping away. Into the future. What a great song that is. It is really a good song. Love that song. Two years later, 1989, Timothy Dalton made his second and final appearance as James Bond, with the release of the 16th Bond film, License to Kill. Interesting backstory. They they wanted 
Pierce Brosnan, I think, earlier for mm. other Bond movies rather than GoldenEye. But, but he was doing Remington Steel? Yes. Oh, I think really? it was NBC. They, they said, the show's going great. We want one more season. And that conflicted with him doing Bond at an earlier time. I mean, Remington Steel was basically a television ripoff of James Bond, so I'm surprised they tapped him at all, quite Essential. honestly. Although he's a good Bond, even though I've never yeah. seen a single Bond movie. Well, well I've never. I've seen what? three. I've seen three Bond movies. You've seen, what three? Octopussy. Love it. Um, never say never again. Uh. And uh, Moonraker. <laughs> That's. That's embarrassing. <laughs> That's all you've seen? That's the only ones I've ever seen. Well, I have the entire collection besides uh, Never Say Never of uh, James Bond up to the final film, Die Another Day by Pierce Brosnan. Do you want me to loan any of those to you? No, no thank you. Okay. I'm willing to do it. I, I know, I know, but God forbid I don't bring it back in a timely fashion. 22 years ago in 2000, the first X-Men movies was released, making $157 million in the U.S. I hear that's a popular television show. It is. <laughs> it was an anime. It was, uh, you can actually watch the animated series on uh, Disney+. Plus. Oh, really? Is it any good? Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty solid. The animation's a little outdated, but it is still a great storytelling mm. experience. I was always the DC guy. Same here. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have great shows until later on. Well, you know. I mean, I grew up with... They had the, the Batman, but... Christopher Reeve Superman, so... Yes. Oh, I still need to watch that. Yeah. It's Gene Hackman. That's enough for me. I mean, Gene Hackman is really good in it. Uh, celebrating celebrity birthdays, and we need to start off with local celebrity Tyler from Watertown. Yep, he is three days. Yep, he is celebrating on Saturday. Mm -hmm. So this is the ongoing... I, I realized yesterday we never mentioned Tyler's birthday. What? So. I know, I know. We forgot day four of the Tyler birthday celebration? Uh, we did. We it was a crazy day yesterday in our defense. It was kind of crazy, but still no excuse. But that's still our excuse. Birthday stravaganza. Conor McGregor is 34 from the UFC. Uh, may or may not be retired. I, yeah. I don't know yet. Yeah, we'll see. We'll find Dan out. Dan Reynolds, lead singer for Imagine Dragons, is 35. I like Imagine Dragons. Dan Smith. I do too, actually. Uh, is 36. He's the lead singer of Bastille. And yeah. today is Bastille Day. Is today Bastille Day? And that's probably why he got the name. Or no. how? That's how he got his last name? No, 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 no. That's why he chose Bastille for the name of his band. Oh, right. Because he was born on the same Yo, day as Bastille his name, Day. last name is Smith, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Uh, Taboo from the Black Eyed Peas is 47. Maybe making an appearance or a kick in a classic a little bit later. Huh. Missy Gordon is 52. Matthew Fox is 56. Matthew Fox, the actor from Lost? Yep. Okay. He was Jack. Yeah. Uh, Jane Lynch, 62. Very funny. Very funny indeed. And uh, born today, William Hanna, 1910, half of Hanna-Barbera. Gave us the Jetsons, Flintstones, Scooby-Doo, pretty much everything you enjoyed watching as a kid. If you were a Generation Xer, I guess. Yeah, everything I enjoy. Well, and those older than me. I mean, I watched them in syndication. It's not like I saw the Flintstones in prime time when they were originally on. And we got his birthday being celebrated on our Facebook page, born in 1913, 38th President of the United States, Gerald Ford. <laughs> nice. Got to give it to Gerald. Yeah. I love the name. I love how clumsy he is. Great guy. Yeah. I mean, it was really uh, Chevy Chase's high watermark when he was on Saturday Night Live during the Ford administration. Absolutely. And we are going to get a check of our Kick in a Classic coming up. But 
The weekend is quickly approaching, and if you're looking for your, or looking through your refrigerator, you may notice <gasps> it's a little bear. Don't worry, Beaver Dam Piggly Wiggly on the beautiful east side of Beaver Dam has you covered. They have country-style ribs in the family pack, 99 cents a pound. You can also find a 16-ounce package of hot dogs, 99 cents each. Crystal Farm sliced cheese, 249, and Gatorade, 99 cents. These are just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to savings available. And Beaver Dam Piggly Wiggly. Haven't even talked about the liquor department and the savings you'll get there or the myriad of different things you can find throughout the store, such as their uh, 40-plus item salad bar and their meat case. They will mm. slice to order. And, of course, rotisserie chicken, sushi, cut fruit, and more. Chicken television. Chicken television. It is the best show mm-hmm. by far. Uh, Kicking the Classic up next.